Hi. Hello. And welcome. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Kat. You found the two PFFs you didn't know you needed, but you're glad you have. Congratulations. You have found your people. Enjoy the ride as we navigate what it's like to live live out loud. Have you had the feeling in your life, like, just in general, or has someone else made you feel ever like you were too much? Like you took up too much space, you were too loud, you had too many words. Like, have you felt that way? 100%. I think that's honestly the story of my life. <laughs> as overutilized as that phrase is, I definitely feel like that is, has always been like too much. Or not enough mm. has yes. encapsulated a majority of my life journey, which mm-hmm. we both connected with when we hung out the other yeah. night, which created the birthplace of this podcast. Yes. Um, and why we wanted to sit down and have chats about it. And because if we're feeling this way, then other people must be too. Other right? people must be too. So I guess. But it doesn't feel that way, does it? When you're going through it, when you're no. the one being told that you use too many words or that you, you know, are just too much for the situation, it doesn't feel like anybody else is ever too much. It feels like you're the only person who's too much. And for me, I find myself trying to make myself smaller right. on the inside, but I've kind of had a correlation where the smaller I make myself on the inside, the larger I seem to be on the outside. Like, yeah, it's like wow. somewhere somehow <laughs> I'm going to take up space. So, you know, some psychologist is listening and wants to, you know, like call and be like, this is why. You know, it's cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that, that tends to happen for me. The, yeah, the yeah. smaller I try to, I tried to make myself on the inside, mm. you know, the more that I, I became bigger somewhere else. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> no, I, yeah, preach, <laughs> you know, like, and I think that's so beautiful in the sense, like as, crappy as it is like when we were making ourselves so small Mm. like we were allowing the places that we really wanted to be seen Mm -hmm. because we couldn't be seen or act the way we wanted to we made ourselves appear in this big way which to society is also not good enough exactly and so it was like this tale of two hearts going back and forth where like for the first time ever I felt like I was taking up space Mm -hmm. physically right but mentally I was still not good enough Mm -hmm. and I think for me personally I finally got to a place where now I'm the biggest I've ever been in my life and my whole moral mantra of life Mm -hmm. is take up space Mm -hmm. in the gym and things like that. Whereas in my, the past it was like, Hey, like your personality is a lot, like pull it back. Like you talk way too much. I think my report cards in elementary school were like, a, 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 a talk, talk too much class. class. But like you said, I thought I was the only one. Like my sister, it was B, B, C, D, a, sorry, Peyton, if you ever listen to this, like... Love you, Peyton. <laughs> chats often, but doesn't say focus. Like, there, we were the same, but different. Yes. And she was super tiny, and I was larger. And it was, oh, Peyton, you're so beautiful. Oh, but Alex, you're, like, you're so smart, and you're talented. And it was like, but why can 
she'd be pretty and I am smart. smart and talented. And not to say that my sister isn't smart and talented. She's incredibly talented and incredibly smart, probably smarter than I am. And then, but like, I can't be pretty, but even though I was told I was pretty by my parents and it really certainly messed us both up. Yes. And that. now here I am. Mm-hmm. 27 and finally deciding that not deciding finding out that I wasn't alone all this time Mm -hmm. and I probably wasn't then I'm sure there were people around me but but when even when you're in a group of people that all feel the way that we feel we've been taught so much that something is wrong with us Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of the thing for me is like the way that it was presented in that, you know, she talks too much. She is too involved. She's too loud. She's too over the top, right? The way that it was criticized made me feel like, well, don't share that with others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because... You want people to like you, right? Like, you want to have friends. You want Mm -hmm. to be liked and accepted and loved. And if you show these parts of yourself, then you won't be. And I just wonder how many people out there are walking around feeling the same way, but they won't share it because they, like, no, I I learned a long time ago that, like, I want people to love me and accept me, and they love me and accept me if I'm quiet. Mm. Right? But I feel like we're kind of in a time period where... We're seeing more and more people on a global stage Mm -hmm. say, no, I'm here and this is who I am and it's okay to be big and it's okay to be loud and it's okay to be, you know, everything that it is that you you want to be in. We have like female powerhouses like Lizzo and Melissa McCarthy and -hmm. people like that that are like, I'm here and I'm going to take up space both physically and emotionally and I'm going to show my talent and that might be way over the top but think about how many people that haven't lived in their calling or haven't lived into um, everything they could be into their purpose because they were told over and over and over again that you're wrong you're not good enough because you're way too much well you know what you weren't too much you were too much for those people and they weren't your people wow yeah but you don't know that at 15. No. You don't know it at 30 sometimes. <laughs> right, right. Truth. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm closer to 40 than I would like to be. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just now being like realizing how disconnected I am from that teenage girl who was so fun or felt so fun, Mm -hmm. but second guessed the fun she brought to the situation because Mm -hmm. if you were the boy and you were that way, you were the life of the party. But if you were the girl and you were that way, you're an attention grabber, seeker. That. Fill in the blank. (laughs) But truth, like... How often in my life, like your life too, like sat in the back or pulled it away a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, even regardless of size, race, gender, social, you know, economical status, right, etc. Fill in the blank. 
we're all told, pull it back. Like, what do you think, like, is the originator of that? Like, mm-hmm. what, in your mind, started that tornado? Like, for me personally? Or, like, what causes people to want to silence that in other people? Maybe both. Mm. You know, the older that I've gotten, the more that I've realized that the people that are trying to tell us that we are too much are people that have something they don't like about themselves. Right? But we kind of know that, don't we? I mean, like, you know, you look at bullies now and you're like, well, what is wrong with you? Right? Mm. What are you trying to hide? What are you trying to cover up? And it's like, why did I make you uncomfortable? Mm. I wasn't doing anything to harm you. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing anything wrong. Why is it that my volume and my number of words and my um, the way that I took up space, the way that I came into a room, why did that bother you? Mm. And you realize that it's a problem within the other person. And not a problem with you, but you wish you learned it 20 years ago. Yeah. Right? Because of all the space that you should have taken up. Yeah. Right? Mm. And so, I know that for me, I can remember very, very, very early, like very early as a child, having that generalized feeling of, you talk too much, you know, children are to be seen and not heard. My parents loved that phrase. Yeah. Okay. Children are to be seen and not heard. <clears throat> and so you had that going for you. And I always loved too hard. So it was like, you know, um, I would in- love like this aunt of mine. I remember like just being absolutely enthralled with her. And it was because like I didn't have all this love and attention at home. Like, you know, I mean, like, so anybody who showed me care and love and attention, I was like, you know, enthralled with. Right. And I remember my grandmother chastising me because I, w- I wasn't supposed to love that hard. Right. Mm. And then like as a teenager, like a youth pastor being like, you need to rein that in. Nobody, you know, loves people like that. Nobody likes people like that. You need to, you know, not be so loud. You need to not da 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 You know, and you just have these wounding messages that happen early. And everybody has that. Everybody has that something, you know, But it's like, what are those things that it's like, you can't be who you were created to be because it bothers people. And now I feel like, wow, I'm so far removed from that Mm -hmm. person. You know, like I'm so far removed from that girl that was so fun and so carefree and so just, I don't know, just popping off song lyrics and and dancing in the middle of the room for no reason and and just being loud and bubbly and whatever. And now I don't hardly recognize her at all because now I'm so physically large and society tells me that if you're physically large, then you can't be all the things that you were. You you can't be all those loud, happy, joyous, whatever Mm -hmm. things, right? Because gross you shouldn't be taking up space (laughs) you should just be on a treadmill eating celery right right water diet water diet right you shouldn't be you shouldn't be happy Mm. 
right? And and society's almost designed to make us unhappy. Let's make the airplane seats as tiny as possible. Let's, <laughs> you know, I mean, let's let's make the the roller coasters at the the park that do fit, but like you worry when you get on there, like are you going to be the person that it doesn't fit for? Right. right. Like all those things. And so you're taught by society that you're not beautiful on the outside. You're not good enough. You don't fit into the jeans. You don't whatever. Right. And so it's like, okay, so now I'm too much on the outside. And so I can't be what I feel like on the inside because now I feel even smaller. Mm. And I think it's a problem. That's a huge problem. That's crazy to think about. Like, I know it's honestly just, like, Mm mind-boggling. Because, like, you think about it's, okay, it could be lost time. Mm. Like, that old version of us. Like, we lost all of that. Yes. Um, Like, time we could have been who we really wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But in those moments, I thought I was being, you know, that people pleaser really comes to life in those moments. Yes. And now I want to take the reins of, like, the fact that I know what's going on now. I can, I don't give a crap what anyone else thinks mm-hmm. um, most days. Right. <laughs> and now it's like, okay, let's get to that place where, like, where where is she? Is she a, an evolved version of herself and stop giving in to society's norms? I don't think they'll ever go away. Um, as hopeful as I am for change, like we've seen how backwards the country's gone as a whole now, but and I don't want to get into the politics, but it, it doesn't give me any hope that we're going to go back to the beauty standards of forever ago. Right. Or personality standards of forever ago. Right. Um, it's a personal journey that we all have to be on not alone, but we can be on together. Mm-hmm. And what that looks like for you and what that looks like for me can be different. And I hope through our stories, our testimonies, the conversations that we have on this podcast, we can help others who we're not going to encounter possibly ever in person know that on their personal journey, they're not by themselves. Yes. Um, they're not alone in these thoughts of feeling diminished and small, regardless of, um, you know, where they are in the world, where they are in life. Like, I mean, we have a pretty decent age gap, so, but we feel the same things and we're on the same journey kind of at the same time, just in different life stages. And I think that in and of itself is a beautiful thing. And even our experiences in life are different. How my parents raised me and how your parents raised you is wildly different. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I had a fantastic parents, my outside world experience is what made me feel small, that my feelings weren't valid. Um, and that's when I became an over zealous I don't think is the right word, but like overzealous people pleaser. Like mm-hmm. if I couldn't be what people wanted me to be, I would do what I would shape shift. Yeah. I could be in like a any, chameleon. yeah, I could be in any friend group. Like I think mm-hmm. back to high school, even college, which wasn't that long ago for me, I don't have a friend group that I can go back to and talk to anymore mm-hmm. because I chameleoned so much, so much, yeah. so much. And 
a large part of that, hindsight being 2020, was because I made myself that person that I wanted to be smaller. Mm-hmm. Because I watched my friends who, at the time, friends, who were 100% themselves, even though they were lying, get made fun of for being loud and obnoxious and all of that stuff. So, there's this quote from the movie Pretty Woman, which is in my top five favorite movies ever. Reach. And Richard Gere asks Julia Roberts what her name is. And she says, what do you want it to be? Mm. And <clears throat> I think that the people-pleasing nature, like you're talking about, is exactly that. Mm-hmm. I, for the longest time, couldn't answer you on what my favorite things were. Mm. Because I really didn't know. Wow, I didn't even think about that. <gasps> and it's like in the movie, again, I'm a movie buff. The movie where Richard Gere and Julia Roberts reprise and come into a different movie together, right? Because their chemistry is so great. Yeah. And they do Runaway Bride years later. And she doesn't know what kind of eggs she likes because she has eaten eggs one way with one guy and one way with another guy and one way with another guy. And she always just eats whatever kind of eggs he eats. And those are her favorite eggs. Yo. And here she is in in like her 30s sitting there at the diner. I'll never forget the scene. She's sitting there with the diner trying to heal herself basically so that she can be with Richard Gere. And she has all these different kinds of eggs. And she's trying them all, trying to figure out. And then at the end, she realized she doesn't even like eggs. <laughs> at me being allergic to eggs now. <laughs> I loved eggs. <laughs> they don't love me. <laughs> Irony of ironies. Yeah, truth. But that's like, so, I never even thought about it like that. Like, I could never answer those questions. Like, until this conversation just now, and we've talked extensively at, yes. about this, like, I couldn't tell you my favorite movie, and I just thought it was because I'd seen so many movies, mm-hmm. but nine times out of ten, I will choose what's best, or what I think is best, or what my partner wants to do over what I want to do, and I'm just not getting to the point where it's like, actually, I really don't want to do that, and being able to actually say no, mm-hmm. and it not be mean, or malicious or come off as a bossy is like huge for me it's really hard to come off my tongue but if I don't want to do it like why was it okay before right like why am I not doing the things I love to do when I've preached my whole life that you only have one life like just go live it yeah and do the dang thing like I mean literally I mean I literally Yesterday buried my friend who was 45 years old. That is not old enough to die. Mm-mm. Right? 45 years old. She found out she had cancer 12 days before she died. And we buried her yesterday. Like, one life. Like, <laughs> literally one. That could be much shorter than any of the rest of us think that it is. Right. But I have spent so much of it, and I think you have too, trying to fit into all these different boxes. It's like that that kids game, you know, that has the (laughs) lid, and it has the star, and it has the square, and it has the circle. I don't remember what that thing is called, and I have four children. But 
you know, and yeah. they're trying to stick it in there, right? And, mm-hmm. and toddlers are notorious for trying to stick them in the wrong places, right? Because they're still trying to mm-hmm. understand spatial things. And it's like we've tried to fit into all these different shapes that yeah. people have wanted us to fit into mm-hmm. when we weren't designed you know, I believe that we are designed by God with a purpose and with an intention. Yeah. And we weren't designed to fit into anybody else's mold, but the one that God created for us. A hundred percent. You know, but we've we've lived our whole life trying to take on the shape and fit in the space that somebody else said you should fit into. And why? Because we wanted to be loved and accepted mm. and, and validated. Yeah. Right? It's not because we actually want to please other people. Right. No. It's to an end. And I think people don't realize that. People think that, well, I just want to make everybody happy. But why, though? Right. <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing against making other people happy and bringing other people joy. Yeah. That's a good thing. But why are you so stuck on making other people happy at the expense of you being miserable? Mm-hmm. You're doing it because you want something from them. You want them to love you. You want them to appreciate you. You want them to value you and validate you. Because you see them as somebody worthy of that. Hmm. We don't go people please people that we <laughs> we don't deem worthy of validating us. You ever thought about that? No. We don't just go try to please people that we don't want to love us. We'll tell them folks no. Right. Now, some of us that have a little bit of anxiety might have a hard time saying no to anybody that asks us or something. But (laughs) we don't seek out people pleasing for people that we don't know. Right. But we get caught in a cycle of people pleasing for people that we want to love us. Right. Sit on that for a second. Mm. As Matthew McConaughey would say. And what we realize is that the more we try to get other people to love us, at least for me, the less we love ourselves. Yep. Preach it. As Forrest Gump would say. That's That's all I have to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. I mean, it's real. It's real. It's real. And... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much more. What else we want to say? One sentence mm-hmm. to 15-year-old Alex Ooh. about this specific topic. What would it be? Hmm. If I had one sentence to say, as my dog probably works in the background. Yori's fine. He's adorable. He's adorable. I don't know. I would tell her... I feel like this saying is so cliche, but to live out loud. Mm, that's good. Not like... You don't have to be loud, like, vocally, but, mm-hmm. like, physically, emotionally, all of... Spiritually, even. Like, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to live out loud. Like, I led worship for so long and was told, hey, that was great. Really led people to the throne. You made people a little uncomfortable because you started, like, dancing and stuff. Mm -hmm. So if we can reel that back 
how do you tell somebody who the spirit of God is moving through to pull it back because it's making the crowd uncomfortable? Right. Like, oh, you're you're uncomfortable by the God in me? Like, right. I'm not dancing because I think it's fun. Like, do we understand that David danced naked? <laughs> right. Right. And that's like the first like moment I have for myself. And so I think if I were to go back to her, I would say like, screw those guys, like mm-hmm. live out loud. Yes. You know, you and I both kind of like we not kind of we did. Like we grew up in the church. We grew up doing ministry. We that's just what we did, who we mm-hmm. were. And I guess that hurt me so much because I was so deeply involved in ministry and in my church mm-hmm. that those were my people mm-hmm. because I wasn't drinking, I wasn't partying, mm-hmm. I wasn't sleeping around, I wasn't doing all of the typical high school things. Mm-hmm. So I was only with my people. And when you're one of the only people in your actual youth group, no shade, but you're one of the only people in your actual youth group that is actually following quote unquote all the rules. Mm-hmm. But so you don't fit in with them because they're they think you're a goody two shoes and you know you're danged if you do and you're danged if you don't right it's like right. that Casey Musgrave song that I absolutely love you know if you save yourself for marriage you're a bore if you save your if you don't save yourself for marriage you're a horrible person right if you don't right. go to uh, church you'll go to hell mm-hmm. but if you're first one on the front row you're a self righteous son of a Right? Wow. And I mean, that's kind of how I felt. Right? Because it's like the people in my youth group weren't as, quote unquote, on fire for Jesus as I was. (laughs) Okay? But then the very people that should have been proud of that were the people being like, you should tone it down. Yeah. Right? You shouldn't be so charismatic. You shouldn't. You know, you should really tone that down. Oh, and that dress was a little too tight. Right. Right. Stuff like that. And so it's like those wounds hit deep because it's like you already avoided all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And you didn't make friends with these people because this is what you were supposed to do. And then you didn't even do that good enough. Right. Right? Yeah. So I think I would try to tell 15-year-old me. These aren't your people. And while that's hard and while that's lonely, lonely beats starving yourself. Yeah. And not living. Mm. So spend that time until you find your people. Spend that time loving you, dating you, Mm -hmm. being friends with you mm. and when your people come you won't try to dump all over them because because <laughs> you really you worked it all out yeah <laughs> good old trauma dump i love it oh but it's so true because mm. man So I grew up in the, I wasn't allowed to watch it. 
<clears throat> so mom, if you're listening, I didn't, but <clears throat> I grew up in the sex in the city era. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so even if you didn't watch the show, which I truly didn't until I was in my twenties, because I thought that I was going to hell if I watched it. And when I did watch it, I watched the TV edited version and not the HBO version. Get out of town. Shut it. <laughs> I did. But I watched it not for the sex or the drama or any of that. It was these four women who were like ride or die, best friends, showed up for everything for each other. It didn't matter. They fought. They got over it. And they lived in New York City, which bonus. So, and then I remember this scene, and I can't remember. I think it's in the second movie. There's this scene where Samantha, who is the best Sex and City character, says, I go to children's birthday parties for you. You are coming to Abu Dhabi for me. Because she had this trip and she wanted all the friends yeah. to go. And they're like, we can't make our schedules work. And here's Samantha, who's this businesswoman. Mm. And she doesn't have children, but she shows up. She shows up to baptisms. She shows up to birthday yeah. parties. She shows up in big ways. Right? Baby right. showers. The work. She never misses an event in their lives, even though it's not her thing. Right. And I identify with her so much because I love that hard. She has the courage to say, I do this for you. Show up for me. Yeah. And so often I feel like I show up for others. And my hope is that they will show up for me. Mm -hmm. But I don't have the courage to call them out on it. I don't have the courage that when I've shown up and I've shown up and I've shown up for them and their families and and whatever, things I didn't want to do, things I didn't, whatever, money I didn't have, all those things, I want to have the courage and love myself enough to say, this is my worth. And if you want to be in a relationship with me, Mm. then this isn't going to be me constantly doing for you. Yeah. But I do these things for you. I need you to show up for me. Yeah. And in a way that makes you uncomfortable. Because, yeah, you might show up for me in a way that makes you comfortable. Right. But I've shown up for you in ways that make me uncomfortable. Because you needed me to. Right. Samantha Jones isn't comfortable at baby showers. <laughs> okay? Right. Preach. Or babysitting. Preach. <laughs> but she did it. But she'll do it, yeah. But she did it. Because her friend needed her to. Right. And I love that she has the courage to call him out on it. Yeah. Man. And we have to find our <clears throat> voice to say, this is who I am. I am not too much. I am definitely not too little. Mm-hmm. I am just enough. I am who God made me to be. I'm going to walk in who He created me to be because I don't know how much time I have left on this planet. And I'd be danged that when I die and I meet my creator face to face, I ain't going to stand there and be like, oh, you mean you created me to do all that? And I didn't. And I did this. And I'm thankful for your grace that you love me anyway. And I got in here by this little skip right here. Right? Mm. But I left all that on the table. Of the potential. That you gave me. And I don't believe that there's a single person born on this planet that does not have potential. Without a doubt. 
couldn't have said it better. And that was a lot of words. That was a lot of words. It was a lot of good words. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> totally okay with that. Because it's true. Who you are, what you do, the life you live, the laugh you have, the voice you have, the body mm-hmm. is just enough. Just enough. Like Goldilocks. Yeah. It's not too big. It's not too little. Just enough. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just right. Just right. (laughs) Just right. And I don't know. I hope the listeners and people will follow along with our undiagnosed ADHD ramblings. There you go. (laughs) And and know that you are not too much. You are not Not too too little. little. You are just Just right. Just Just enough. That's good. I like it. Not too much. Not too much. Not too little. Not too little. Just enough. Just enough.